Welcome to Prepare to Care, the ARP podcast with resources and tools to support the millions of family caregivers who provide unpaid care to their loved ones. I'm Marie Pierre, your host for this podcast. So am I alone? That's one of the questions many caregivers have as they sometimes become overwhelmed with responsibility. Perhaps they're the only primary caregiver in town, or perhaps they feel that pressure on themselves to be everything for everyone. However, if you've been a long-time listener or are new to this podcast, let me share that you are not alone. There are thousands of family caregivers just like you in Houston, and dozens of partner organizations who want to connect you to other caregivers and help give you a break. A break, guys! Doesn't that sound great? So today, we've invited one of those partners. Her name is Jenna Dare, and Jenna is the president of Care Partners. Care Partners is a nonprofit uh, organization that hosts caregiving conferences, connects people to other caregivers, provides backup care in the community, and so much more. Coming up on Prepare to Care. Jenna, welcome to the podcast. Yes, thank you for having me. So here's my first question. I have never heard of Care Partners. What is it? So Care Partners is a nonprofit organization based in the greater Houston area. We also serve the Waco area. We are a nonprofit organization that takes care of family caregivers, provides them education, support, and resources, and those caregivers that are specifically caring for people with memory loss, such as dementia, Alzheimer's, and other challenges due to aging. So you're the president? Yes. Okay. And I've absolutely loved every minute of every day of it. So tell us a little bit, like, how did you come to become the president of Care Partners? How did that happen? So previous to Care Partners, I actually worked for the YMCA for 20 years and absolutely enjoyed my experience at the Y, and it uh, created a lot of opportunities for me. And Care Partners was actually presented to me as an organization that piqued my interest, and the mission was very near and dear to my heart. My mom has been a caregiver for probably 10 or 15 years. She cared for my grandmother and also cares for my dad now. So the mission really spoke to me and I had an opportunity to interview and and got the job. Congratulations. Thank you. So how long has Care Partners been, and you say it's Houston and Waco? Yes, ma'am. Okay, why Houston and Waco? Yeah, good question. So Waco, we only have two programs in that specific area. And at the time, um, actually, I've just, I'm just the third president for this organization. We've been in existence since 1985. We've been providing family caregiving services through volunteer leadership uh, for over 33 years. So it's an incredible organization. Um, our expansion into the Waco area was due to there being family members in that area that reached out. And so we connected with a congregation there that helps us host one of our programs. Okay. So most of your operation is in Houston and there's some branching out in Waco. Yes, the greater Houston area. So we span from um, the Conroe area and have folks that come in or caregivers and their loved ones that come in from the Willis area to Conroe all the way over to Baytown, down to the Clear Lake Bay area, uh, Fort Bend County, and then also as far over as Columbus. Whoa, that's like a and huge... And the Woodlands. Mm-hmm. That's a huge area. It is. So yes. how, how do you work? Like you have your own staff, you, you, you mentioned volunteers. How do you operate? Yeah, so the, li- the lifeblood of the organization is, is through volunteer leadership. So the organization, we have nine 
paid staff. So we're a very small staff team, but we have about 2,100 volunteers that help us provide uh, the volunteer services for our for our caregivers and our care partners is what we call the folks that are living with the disease. Holy moly, 2,100 volunteers. Like It's a uh, lot. We're grateful. Right. So nine people manage 2,100 volunteers or you have volunteers managing volunteers? Well, sort of. So yeah. we have an evidence-based care team model that's been in existence for um, about, actually, it's been 32 years with the care team model. And what we do is we partner with congregations and nonprofits in and around our service area. So we have right now 70 different congregation relationships, both Jewish synagogues and churches, and then also a nonprofit that we're now partnering with down in the Fort Bend area, the Mamie George Community Center. Okay. That's run by Catholic Charities. And so we partner with those uh, congregations to host our four signature programs that we have and the way we provide these compassionate caring services to caregivers and their loved ones is through the volunteer leadership so each of those different partners that we that we have host our programs we could have anywhere between 20 and 30 different volunteers that are helping take care of our care partners and our caregivers that are coming in so the way people approach you is, is maybe a congregation or a church or some, you know, has a need in their community. They contact you and they say, hey, we would like to start one of those programs. And then you go in and train people. You What do you provide? Yes, you, you are spot on. So we, we love it when there's congregations out in the community that have like missions and want to serve uh, caregivers and their loved ones. And typically the folks that we serve are elderly or older, but unfortunately Alzheimer's and dementia and memory loss is now attacking folks at a very young age in their 50s and even earlier earlier than that. So we've got young family caregivers who are in their 20s and 30s taking care of their parents who were recently diagnosed. So we absolutely love when there's a congregation or a nonprofit that's out in the community that knows they want to support this vulnerable population. They find out that, that we are that organization that provides this volunteer team model, care team model. And then our staff are actually on site for one of our programs 100% of the time. So we provide that continuing education and make sure that our volunteers are always equipped with the tools and the resources that they need to be actually to, to be able to take care of the, the care partners, the people living with the disease that are on site, and then also help provide the caregivers a little bit of respite and also the resources that they need to take care of their loved ones better. Wait, wait, did you just say you have somebody from your staff who is always there when you this program? Yeah, so I'll talk a little bit about our four signature program, programs, yeah. if that's okay. So one of our, our largest programs is called Gathering Place. Okay. The Gathering Place takes, takes place at our host site. So Care Partners location, physical location, is just an administrative office facility north of, of Post Oak in the Galleria. And so our partner congregations and nonprofits, we actually have 50, five zero different partnering congregations and nonprofits that host the gathering place. Okay. The gathering place specifically is a three and a half hour, three to three and a half hour respite program. So a caregiver can get a break from their heavy caregiving responsibilities while their loved one attends this program, which is an evidence-based program specifically designed to help take care of people with 
dementia and Alzheimer's. So there's components of the gathering place that are always included. There's always a meal that's shared. There's always cognitive mind game activities. There's always physical activity. There's always music, usually music from the 30s, 40s, 50s era. So somebody with memory loss can connect with that. Although most of the time when they're at home or out in the public, they may not speak, but when they're at the Gathering Place program, they light up and then their minds go back to a place where they remember all the words to all the songs, and it's really a beautiful environment. There's always an art and craft, so that tactile and that uh, activity for somebody with memory loss is really good for them to connect their, their hands and their minds. And so the caregivers sometimes stay with their loved one, and and sometimes they leave. I've found that caregivers sometimes stay, although we want them to get a break from their caregiving responsibilities. We oftentimes see that they stay because their loved one is having a lot of fun, they're engaged, they're almost a completely different person at the gathering place than what they are when they go home. So let me ask you, and we'll get back to the program, yeah. but you say these programs happen at, at congregations. Do people have to be members of the congregation mm-hmm. or that's just like where it happens? No, they do not have to be members. They do not have to be, they, they could be of any faith, of no so faith. Sure. It is sure. all inclusive. Okay. They contact care partners. We do, our staff do intakes on all of our families um, to determine eligibility and, and what the really what the needs are for the family caregiver and their loved one. And then we connect them to that specific gathering place. Gotcha. There's 50 a month and those congregations host them once a month. So they're the same time every month to offer consistency and also the same friendly faces that those caregivers and care partners are actually going to see every time they walk into a gathering place. So let me summarize. I'm like the caregiver for my mom. Mm-hmm. She has Alzheimer. I need some some time to go do my groceries and maybe, you know, take care of myself once a month. I could call you guys and you figure out, make sure my, my mom qualifies for the program. We'll see what she does. And you say, okay, Marie, there's a program in your area. They meet once a month. And then you register me for it. Correct. And so when we meet with a family and determine their needs, we then connect them to as many gathering places that are in their respective area. Oh, I see. If they want to drive 30 miles out of the way to make sure that they have a gathering place to go to one, two, three, four times a week or once a month, we encourage them to get as many gathering place visits as they can because that just offers them as a caregiver as many breaks as they can get. I'm I'm not sure, okay. you know, about um, most folks' understanding of somebody caring for someone with memory loss, but the statistic is that if, if somebody is caring for somebody with memory loss, you have a 35% greater chance of having your own health issues. Mm-hmm. And in, in some cases, passing before their loved one with memory loss because it's such a heavy, strong burden on the caregiver. So we really just want to make sure they know they're not on an island and that they're giving these opportunities to care for themselves better and to care for their loved ones better. Got you. That's a really good program. Yeah, It's like you. a drop-in for, you know. Basically, um, and everything we do is free. It's free. Okay. All of our programs are free at Care Partners. All right, so that was like the main program, right? That's, there are three more. There's the, That's the main program, yes. So very quickly, so our second family program is, again, everything that we do, we partner with congregations. Our second family program is an in-home or at-home-based 
program for somebody who's just living with challenges due to aging or disease. And we connect those folks. There's only 25 partners that we have. And the volunteers are trained to be a part of the second family care team. And if somebody is, um, there's a particular gal that I know that has immaculate degeneration. She lives at home alone. Her husband passed eight years ago. Her son does not live anywhere close to this area. She just needs somebody to come in and just sit with her and provide companionship, read her a book, and then sometimes take her to the grocery store to get groceries. It's non-skilled care, non-skilled nursing type care that all of our programs um, provide because they're volunteers that we're training. I see. So, so that's d- not just memory loss. That could be anything right. for somebody who's Asian has a need of some kind. Yes. The second family program is somebody who's homebound that just has challenges due to aging. Okay. They could have a family caregiver or they could just be the, the individual living at home that just needs a little bit of assistance, um, practical assistance, and just compassionate care. Okay. All right. So for people who would want to volunteer for a program like that, you train them? We do. We train all of our volunteers. Again, they're part of our care team model, which is a registered, trademarked, evidence-based care team model. We equip them with the tools and resources that they need to provide, again, non-skilled type care, but really understand um, what it is to provide compassionate care and to kind of be that additional family caregiver that someone needs just to stay at home longer Mm -hmm. because we know it's expensive to not uh, stay at home. It's expensive to go into a memory care unit and or an assisted living community. It's expensive and oftentimes folks don't have the available funds to be able to do that. Right. Okay. Third program. Yes. So Common Ground is our uh, support group, emotional support, support group for family caregivers. It typically works simultaneously or in conjunction with our our gathering place. We have 15 different common grounds per month. And again, they're typically with a gathering place. So you can drop your loved one off and then you can go into this common ground program, which is a support group of family caregivers, somebody that's just like you, that thinks that they're on an island, that just needs somebody to listen and help navigate their thoughts and and then help them really understand what are the resources out there it's it's led by two co-leaders um, somebody who's ex- got experience with caregiving maybe a social worker could be a licensed facilitator and then always somebody who's gone through the 360 um, caregiving journey okay. somebody who's had somebody that they've cared for that they've lost and it really is a great experience caregivers oftentimes leave feeling like they have a new circle of people they can trust that they can confide in and they feel like they can take care of their loved one better and themselves so that's a support group for the caregivers yes okay and last program our caregiver conferences we have about six to seven large caregiver conferences that that you know are up in the woodlands in kingwood our upcoming conferences are at st luke's um, up in the woodlands and and also the kingwood location we have locations down in clear lake fort bend and and we'll have a new one in the Baytown area. They are uh, caregiver conferences specifically for any type of caregiver who's caring for somebody. Everything is free. We have uh, experienced workshop presenters. So in a large conference, there's typically 18 different workshops. There's three sessions that fill those workshops up. They're about 50 to an hour and 15 minutes of learning about something like, how do I take the keys away? 
how do I learn more about what AARP has to offer? You guys have been uh, represented at our caregiver conferences. How do I learn about veterans benefits? How do I learn about um, other government benefits? Um, How do I learn about just what to expect with somebody who's got dementia? Um, It's not necessarily just for folks that are caring for people with memory loss. It really is a gamut of resources and uh, workshops that that's a caregiver can go and learn about legal advice and estate planning and, and how to plan for um, something to happen. So um, they really equipped family caregivers with the tools and resources they can help better take care of their loved one. That sounds like a huge program. It is. I want to summarize. You have gathering places uh, for um, to, to drop off people, mostly with memory loss, right? The in-home program. So, guys, if you, if you know of someone who could benefit from an in-home program, you can call and, uh, and get evaluated for that. And then you have two programs for caregivers. The, mm-hmm. the support group, which is called Common Bond. Common Ground. Common Ground. And the caregiver conferences, which are offered, what, a few times a year? Yeah, we have spring conferences, we have summer conferences, and fall conferences. And we have right now about six to seven conferences. We've been adding about two different conferences a year that are actually in areas that are underserved, like Baytown and Fort Bend. Right. This is a huge program. So, um, so um, thank you, Jenna. Um, that's all about the time we have today. But if you had one piece of advice for caregivers today, what would that be? Uh, my advice would be take care of yourself and know that there's resources and nonprofits like Care Partners and others that can help you through your caregiving journey. Thank you. So, folks, we heard today from Jenna Dare, president of Care Partners, who told us about uh, the tips and the programs um, that are available through Care Partners of Texas. So, um, to find out more about the resources Jenna shared today, um, you can visit the uh, the Care Partners website, and that's www.carepartnerstexas all in one word dot org. I'm going to repeat that. That's www carepartnerstexas.org. Jenna, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. As always, if you thought this podcast was helpful, or if you have friends or family who are new to caregiving, invite them to follow the Prepare to Care podcast at iTunes, SoundCloud, or at www.arp.org slash HoustonPTC. Take our Prepare to Care podcast survey help us improve future episodes, or find other caregiving, planning, and local resources to help you and your loved ones. Thanks for listening, and as always, thanks for caring.